0: Well, as you can uh, see on page 10 of your worship guide, there's some information about uh, the gentleman who's going to come and share God's word with us here today, John uh, Idy, who has uh, served now along with his wife uh, Tracy in uh, various parts of the uh, Slavic world and, and also particularly in Ukraine, I think for at least 12 years. And in multiple places around uh, that uh, that country, there's, he's probably going to share, there's uh, four main uh, cities that missionaries that we're uh, closely connected with are, are serving in. And uh, they, he and his family are over here. Uh, we only see them from time to time, so it's a huge privilege for them to be able to be here because they're usually over there serving the calling that God's uh, God's led them to in, in Ukraine. But uh, he's taking time as part of their Uh, months that they're back here in the states kind of shoring up some of their uh, financial support and also helping their daughter i believe getting started their eldest uh, child in her college years and preparing to go back this summer but uh, we've had a great privilege of being able to be uh, partnered with john and the work that he's doing there for a number of years now and our little ones john you can come on up uh, from the church have a little picture going back to our christmas nativity that they signed and wanted to present to you as a as a gift so
1: Thank you very much. That's
0: Thank you, brother.
1: Appreciate Thank it. you, brother. Great. I can put that. Yep. There. Please do. Please do. Thank you very much. I'm in my obligatory missionary garb here, right? So I'm. Uh, this is uh, a Ukrainian, a traditional Ukrainian, Western Ukrainian dress, uh, and it's pretty. I actually have uh, I've grown to like it, um, but it certainly identifies me as the missionary in the house, right? Um, <clears throat> uh, let's pray first and then talk lord we uh, come before you and um, thank you thank you for this church their commitment to missions um locally um and abroad as well thank you for their commitment to people outside of themselves uh, for their desire to um uh, to ask you what you would have them do and the answer that you've given them as the laundry list of things was mentioned this morning locally and, and in the community and uh, unborn children and so forth and so on. We thank you for that and, and internationally as well. And um, and I pray, Lord God, that uh, that this would be an encouragement uh, to us to hear from your word, even in the dark times that are currently in the country of Ukraine. pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you. Uh, again, it's a privilege to be here. Um, it is a privilege to be here because this is by nature of the place for meeting a church that has begun fairly recently. And I'm in the business, uh, uh, by God's grace, of beginning churches. And, uh, and it's fun to, to have, a, have that connection uh, with you. Uh, that's not always uh, the case in, in everywhere I go, but it's wonderful to be here. Um, to be recognized as the church is something that needs to be started. And every church has a beginning, doesn't it? Well, I don't bring good news with a lowercase G. I bring good news with a capital G, but the lowercase one is is uh, is not doing so well right now in the country that I come from. Um, and they come through the, at least that I've been living in uh, in in the past uh, 12 years or so. Um, Let's first look at Scripture, and then let's talk about the lowercase g. How about that? First, uh, let's look at uh, two passages, please, if we could. Um, uh, the one that's in the bulletin, Matthew 16, 18, a uh, familiar one. I think you probably recognize that. And then 1 uh, Corinthians 12, 13, we're going to turn there. Both of which talk about the church. Both of which talk, talk about um, Christ's, in, specifically Christ's promises to the church. Um, in Matthew... 16 18 um, it's uh, Peter confesses Jesus as Christ and you know it well and I tell you you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and then if you could turn over to uh, 1 Corinthians 12 13 and I'll read, uh, I'll read the, pre- the verse before and after as well So first, first Corinthians 12, this is in that section, talks about the body and the members and the feet and the hands and everybody having its role. But this is how it starts for just as the uh, just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member but men, but many. Um, this is the good news, and we'll come to it uh, in a minute. Unfortunately, I have some less than good news uh, about uh, the church in Ukraine right now and the challenges that are ahead of it uh, to share. Uh, As I said before, every church has a beginning And the church in Ukraine had a beginning Uh, Our our, I say our because I'm wearing this shirt Our independence uh, Was on uh, August uh, I think now August 23rd, 1991 Ukraine became an independent country And uh, got its own president Um, And from that point on Before it was part of the Soviet Union And uh, was closed to At least Western missionaries uh, and although a remnant of the church Remained even then uh, Because of the promises that were given To us most of the, the, the Protestant church Has developed since 1991 In the country of Ukraine so in general We're talking about first generation believers And first generation pastors Pastoring the first generation uh, Believers in faith that is And So it's a, it's a young church but a Fairly young church and it, um, it has grown to now, there's 12 churches in the denomination that we work with, the EPCU, Evangelical Presbyterian Church of Ukraine. Uh, and they kind of are spread around the country, north, south, east, and west. Uh, more on that in a minute. Uh, but it has been a privilege, um, and, and a great privilege to see God's, God, and, and, and it is only God's work in that country, uh, developing pastors raising up leaders and uh, planting these these dozens of churches around around the country uh, it has been wonderful to be a part of it uh, i count as some of my best friends people who do not speak english uh, and uh, who are amazing uh, men and women of faith um, and are are wonderful uh, pastors and uh, and are pa- very passionate about the church so It uh, it was a a wonderful beginning. There was a great openness to the gospel. The church, by God's grace, was and and is still being built. Um, And uh, and then, unfortunately, we have to talk about the last 12 months. Um, If we don't... uh, uh, 12 months ago, sometimes in the past 10 years, when we come back and speak to churches here and there, often I would hear the the comment, how are things going in Russia, right? Well, for Ukrainian, that's just, you know, you can't say that. Uh, But... um, but it was a common mistake, you know, well actually, you know, we're not new. I don't haven't in the past six months since I've been back uh, from Ukraine, I haven't had to say that too much because things have been distinguished a little bit, a little bit better than they, they were in the past. So Russia and Ukraine are two different countries and uh, and they are in fact at war uh, right now between each other, even though it hasn't been declared in, in either of the parliaments. Um, we had a revolution last spring and, uh, and we have uh, what we have now is a, a current, currently is a war uh, we talked a little bit about in, in, in Sunday school uh, See the need to go into all the, the background and the politics it was, it would take far too long suffice to say in the last 12 months there has been developed a bitterness and a hatred uh, between these two countries uh, that has made its way into the churches and um, it is A difficult place right now to be a believer, uh, especially in some parts of the country, because in current day Ukraine, the the language that the the pastor chooses to preach in, the language that the the songs are sung in becomes a political statement. Uh, Are we pro-West? Are we pro-East? Do we like Merkel? Do we like Putin? That is all communicated by what language you speak the sermon in. Um, and it, it, is, uh, it is a tense place, obviously, politically right now, in the tension between Russia and Ukraine. It's even more tense. Uh, that, that tension, rather, I'll say this that tension has made its way into the church. And it's difficult uh, and it's sad. Um, we have uh, a number of our churches in the eastern part of the country that would be more Russian uh, influenced. In um, some of our churches, it's it's 50 50 uh, people who who like uh, uh, would prefer moving toward the EU and people who would prefer moving toward Russia. People who have different opinions on what's happening, uh, happening, politically and so forth. And and it isn't uh, like we would have here in the States, maybe kind of a, a philosophical discussion about hmm, I wonder if this candidate is better than that candidate for this situation in Ukraine, these Uh, decisions and these opinions have real life consequences uh, because they are living in a country uh, which is um, suffering greatly because of what's happening right now economically suffering greatly even geographically having lost a bunch of our territory and about over 10% of our people functionally aren't aren't in the country that were six months ago Um, and uh, and suffering from this 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 question of which, where are we headed? What direction are we going in? Uh, and again, it makes its way into the church by people, people um, wondering what it is going to be their future. We see, uh, going back to this passage here, for just as one body in, in 1 Corinthians 12, is one body and has many members and all the members of one body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we are baptized into one body, Jews, Greeks, slaves are free and all were made to drink of one spirit. It's a beautiful, beautiful passage. We believe every word of it, but it's really, really hard to act it out when your counterpart sitting next to you in the pew uh, is, uh, is diametrically opposed to what's happening. And you, we, there's an active draft right now, and we're sending some of our young men from seminary and from the churches as well off to fight in this whatever it is, uh, war, uh, conflict, and so forth. The stakes are very high. Uh, I was sharing in Sunday school. It's somewhat like um, uh like when, when when I've been at least and I assume here too in a church the Sunday before a presidential election. There's just a little something in the air. There's probably some folks sitting next to me that may not vote the right way. you know you may think something like that, or you know what's what's going to happen you know what's going to happen Tuesday with the direction of our country or, or or whatever it may be. It's just a little something in the air. Uh, and it sometimes kind of makes its way into church. Maybe someone will say an offhand comment. Maybe you'll just hear something. Someone's probably going to say something about it because it's a big deal. Getting a new, uh, electing a new president of, of our country. Take that atmosphere that you would feel in that moment. And the atmosphere is what? Uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday. It is a little bit of, uh, a little bit of nervousness, um, it's a little bit of uh, a feeling of disunity because even though, yeah, we're all here, we believe what First what Corinthians 12 says about, you know, one in the spirit and so forth. But I'm not sure everyone in this room is going to vote the same way or vote, vote the way I am or what have you. So there's a little disunity, a little nervousness, a little anxiousness. Take those feelings and and ramp them up by a by a, a, a you know, by a, a margin of a thousand, and that's something of what you would have in the feeling in the church in Ukraine. Um, It's not just a, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen on Tuesday. It is, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen with my son, whom I sent out to fight. It's not just a little bit of nervousness, uh, thinking that, I wonder if uh, I wonder if this thing is going to go the right way. It is. I wonder if I will change my citizenship in the next 12 months, which happened, obviously, to two million people in the uh, peninsula of Crimea. It is it's not just a little bit of disunity thinking, hmm, I'm not sure what everybody's going to vote on here. Uh, it is a deep, deep disunity, uh, even between nationalities. I remember I remember afterwards reading a lot after Rwanda happened. Uh, the, the tragedy in Rwanda when was that 10 years ago now maybe more uh, I read a lot of, of missionary reports after that after that horrific tragedy that happened there and they were shocked and awed themselves that these what they thought were so historical dormant hatred between people groups it was the Tutsis <laughs> and, the, and the Hutus if I remember correctly that that's, that's yesterday. That, we don't have that anymore it seems. And certainly not in the church. And then even it, it, it's from missionary reports at least that I heard even that made its way into the church and you, you saw uh, even tragedy happen, happening between, uh, between neighbors as it was uh, and people whom they thought um, uh, understood something larger. Of course there's been a lot of healing in that country since then. A lot of healing. And it's been wonderful to read the subsequent reports. But that That feeling that we thought was historical, we thought was dormant, we thought we'd kind of laid it aside, we'd mourned it. Uh, Russia did some things in Ukraine that weren't great a while ago, but you know, here we are, we're neighbors now. Well, we have always been neighbors, Uh, and um, and that's all coming back now. That's that's some of the disunity uh, that we're feeling in the church. That's some of the the feeling of of uh, of uh, of this of this you know election day nervousness on steroids. Um, and take all that This nervousness that I mentioned This uncertainty that I mentioned that, 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 is, that is a really big deal In a lot of people's lives And affects everybody's daily lives And of course the economy is, is, uh, is doing very, very poorly right now Because of it And put that on the shoulders Of a very, very young and very, very fragile church Not just our church Not just the, the church that Max and I work with In, uh, in, in Kyiv not just the Presbyterian Church, twelve of which are around the country, the Protestant Church in, uh, in, in Ukraine. Put all that all that feeling, expectation, uncertainty, you're asking a lot from a little in many ways. You're asking a, a, a teenager to act as an adult uh, in many ways, in, in, this, in this church in, in Ukraine. Is it possible? What's going to happen? will the church fall apart in the next 12 months as as the country is falling apart around them? Will this disunity just tear them apart and there won't be anything left? Uh, Will this this nervousness um, about the future cause people just to, to, to abandon the gospel? That is where the... The lowercase g news stops and the, and the, up, the uppercase g good news uh, begins. Let's go back to the couple passages we read and think about the promises uh, that, are, that are ours in this church. And we'll talk a, a little bit about, um, about what I think this, this, what implications this could have for the church here in the States. But what are the Ukrainians church as well? Uh, verse, verse 13, for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews, Greeks, slaves, free and all were made to drink of one spirit. We were made, we are made to drink of one spirit. This church, the, the, this community of believers, the Protestant one and the Presbyterian one, these 12 churches representing, I don't know, a couple thousand maybe believers, Presbyterian, of our, of our uh, denomination in, in Ukraine, their future, by God's grace, doesn't depend on how well I've worked the past 10 years in that country. Their future doesn't depend on how great of a preacher Max is. Their future doesn't depend on, on if they've, you know, reached some kind of level and, and, and bar of their understanding of the Old Testament. Their future depends on this promise, and only on this promise, doesn't it? It says, "We were made to drink of one Spirit." It isn't that it isn't that my wonderful teaching over the past ten years is going to is going to make this spirit drinking work. It's not that Max is preaching. It's not that their, their maturity or, or, or immaturity uh, happened over the past 12 years. And, and back to the uh, back to the, uh, the Matthew passage, um, "I will build my church," he says. Christ says, and that that is the promise. Look as as we as we um, as we sang. Look, t- take your bulletins. Let's p- turn to page four, and I'll, I'll read to you. What we just sang about a half an hour ago. It is true what we sang about a half an hour ago. The third stanza of uh, the Church's One Foundation. Mid toil and tribulation. Yes, have some of that. And tumult of her war. This is speaking of the Church's war, uh, but it could very easily apply to, to, to what's happening in Ukraine. She waits, the Church that is, the consummation of peace forever. So with vision glorious, her longing eyes are blessed and the great church victorious shall be the church at rest. We sing these things often. I'm as guilty as as everyone thinking about what's going to happen after church while we're singing, what happened before church while we're singing, how we were late here. All of that. I understand all that. But it's true stuff. This is true stuff. This is the hope of the Church of Ukraine. The disunity that threatens to tear them apart, the, 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 the tension that is palpable in the pews, the, language, the politics that, unfortunately—and there's no way around it right now in that country—has made its way into the church. Is is not insurmountable, and it's not insurmountable because of these of these great missionaries that are that are there. That's for sure. We are as weak as uh, as any. It's not insurmountable uh, because of the great. Things that we've translated, although we've tried to, you know, be careful about what we've translated. And so it's not insurmountable because of what materials are available in Russian or Ukrainian. It's insurmountable, in fact, because of this, uh, because of these promises, the the stanza that we just read, um, the the passages that we just read. The church, as the Westminster Confession of Faith states, is the gathering and perfecting of the saints. Um, How is it possible to gather and perfect when... We have a broken people in a broken country. Uh, it's only possible, only possible by these promises. We are made to drink of this one spirit. And there's hope. There is hope. There's a city, uh, actually, this is a city that my son is from. It's called Harkov. It's in the far eastern part of the country. Very near, maybe 20 miles from the, again, what do you call it? Conflict zone, quasi-state thing, whatever that is. Um, and I called that pastor up. The, uh, this fall and I said how does this work you know if Russia comes in and, and you know takes over your city what do you do do you, you get out You know, I don't, I don't know I don't know how this works uh, this this thing that might happen to you and his answer was beautiful and his answer I think was based on this passage and based on this, this these promises he said well these are my people whatever country I happen to be in whatever citizenship I happen to hold whatever color my passport is these are my folks i 'm going to hear i 'm going to stay here and i 'm going to serve them and uh, and that 's not an answer you get from a fragile young teenage believer who 's trying to get his legs under that 's an answer you get from someone who 's been given shown and uh, given and shown god 's promises and that promise those promises we 're seeing the fruit of that this, the, the the clothing drive that was just mentioned a few minutes ago here in the sermon is not for is not for some poor people in the southern part of kiev is for refugees i never imagined i signed up to go to ukraine i didn't go to sign up signed up to go to some kind of war zone where we would have refugees refugees are for i don't even know middle east somewhere those kind of countries and it takes real missionaries to go to countries where you have refugees but we have refugees ukraine is refugees i, I still can't wrap my mind around that max has got a couple at his house our church office is uh, is is uh, is being used uh, to, to house refugees. It, it, folks, they're trying to get out of the fighting and and uh, and moving away from it. And um, and all, despite all of that, despite all of the all of the, as I said, disunity, refugees, all of these things. It's true. God's promises are true, and we're seeing. I don't mean to wrap this up in a bow to say everything's going to be fine in Ukraine because, because there are signs of, of hope in, in the church. There are signs of hope in the church, but it is going to be a struggle. Uh, there, are, there are wonderful pastors and wonderful members of the churches who get it, who see that our unity in Christ has to be stronger than, 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 than our disunity in politics or our disunity in, in you know, well, in their case, politics. Uh, in our case, it may be different things. It has to be stronger than that, doesn't it? It can't, it cannot, uh, we cannot let it uh, uh, take over what God has uh, established. The kingdom of of God is in fact, and this is hard to believe, more real uh, than the kingdom of man that is around us. The church uh, is a special thing. It's different. Um, And the only thing that allows me to have hope and not to just kind of write off the past 12 years of my life are these promises, right? It's the only thing that gives me the ability to be able to say, listen, I, I served, I did what I could, and I'm doing what I can. This is yours, God. This is your church to be triumphant. It doesn't look very triumphant right now, uh, but I believe, choose to believe uh, those promises. So, pulling it back into, uh, into this world into our world. I have two R's. It's hard to figure out who we is right, sometimes into this world. What, what does that unity look like for us? Our disunity is different. Probably. We don't have to make decisions about what language we're going to speak on Sunday mornings. Typically, we don't have to make. And that, and that, that those decisions don't have consequences. We don't have to make. Uh, we're not opening up our houses to all some of you may be, uh, but at least refugees from our own country, at least um, and uh, and so forth. So our disunity looks different, but the, but the, the disunity still exists. Right. And, and the promises still exist here. Promises are as true for this country as they are for Ukraine. In fact, they may be more difficult to 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 believe, maybe or to put into place here um, because we have many generations uh, of believers maybe behind us. Parents, grandparents, uh, uh, multigenerational generational church we have uh, we can rest on these things uh, sometimes We can rest on our citizenship but our my reminder to you is two things I think uh, this morning and it's an example from the from that little fragile fledgling Ukrainian church I think we here in the States can take an example even from them uh, in this that if they can do church on Sunday morning with all this stuff going on around them, uh, we should be able to come to church and lay down our very strong opinions on whatever we may have very strong opinions on. Uh, if our team lost the day before, if our candidate lost the, the day before, if our position on schooling, I don't know what the issues and what, 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 what has the potential to divide uh, among us, uh, us here. But if we can lay down those things, whatever they may be, uh, opinions on local government, on on the government of the country, on on sports, on on businesses to competitors uh, from rival businesses worshiping together in the same uh, in the same church. If we can do that, we should be able to do that. Right. Not should be able to like feel guilty, should be able to should be able to because those promises are as true for us as they are for the Ukrainian church, aren't they? Um, Those 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 those. those that unity that we feel uh, The commitment to the unity of, the fa- of, of those in the faith Is and has to be right As true for us here as, uh, as it is there It looks very very different for them it, it, it does But the same promise The same made to drink of one spirit From First Corinthians 12 The same I will build my church From, uh, from Matthew 16 The same passage that we just sang uh, A few minutes ago It's all true it ha- and, and it has to be. Otherwise, uh, Chris, myself, and all of us, right, we, we would just throw up our hands. This, this is not working. Uh, and we only do it, and we only believe it, and we only engage in it, uh, because there's one above us and beyond us and more powerful than us uh, guiding and uh, directing and, and making this 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 thing called church happens. So my call is this. My call for all of us, including myself, as one, a broken person ministering to a broken people, uh, is this. Um, uh, the gathering and perfecting of the saints has to continue even through our brokenness. Um, it has to go forward even through our brokenness, I, you know, again, not to wrap it up in a bow, but the the the, the, the one would think when one is in crisis, the gathering part will, we'll, you know, we'll deal with this Russia thing and then we'll gather later. Uh, but the gathering, the, the evangelism, the reaching out is happening even now, even in the midst of this, because this is the time when people are asking the questions. They're, 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 they've, all the confidence they had in their, their citizenship, their position, their economy that's all gone they don't have that anymore it's liter- literally gone and for, well for 2 million Crimeans it is, their citizenship is literally gone um, that's not there anymore so what is there to hope in? that's the question people are asking and that's the thing that the church is answering or beginning to answer uh, that's the call to the Ukrainian churches to begin to answer that question and the call for us is that we would be more committed to the unity of the believers than all of the, maybe little, at least in comparison to Ukraine, but not in our lives, thing, disunity things uh, that, that, uh, that can threaten to divide us, um, in, uh, e- even in our own country, in our own lives. Um, they, if they are important to us, they are, they are important. Um, and we need to recognize God's kingdom. So, I'm a missionary, I have to say it. Pray for Ukraine, please. Uh, pray for the country, pray for Max, uh, with whom I work in, in Kiev. Pray for the many refugees uh, that are coming through, uh, all of those things. But I would end with asking you just to pray for the church, that it would make it through. Uh, pray not, God, I hope this thing is going to work out. Pray the promises that he has promised us for the church in Ukraine. God, I pray that you're, you would make the Ukrainian church drink of, your, of, of the spirit. But God, I pray that you would build your church in Ukraine. Pray through his promises to the church. Because without that, it, it gets sketchy. And pray that same thing for this church, for your church. Pray that same unity, although again, it looks very different, uh, for yourselves and for your, um, uh, uh, for your own heart. Uh, and for uh, those in the church around you. So let me close now praying both of those things. Lord, I've, I, in human terms and looking through human eyes, don't see a lot of hope, in the na- at least in the next generation, uh, for Ukraine. Um, and I choose to make myself believe your promises Make myself believe them because I know that you've been faithful in the past. And make myself believe them because uh, you are stronger and the only one right now able to build your church in the chaos that is Ukraine. I pray those same, those very same promises for Cross Creek, that you would build this church through its conflict and its differences and its disunity that I'm sure exists on whatever level. Uh, I pray that we, we, myself in the church in the States, and we, myself in the church in Ukraine, would all be able to receive and even rest in those promises that you will build your church, that it will be triumphant, and your spirit will go forward in it. Help us to believe, Lord. We pray this in your name. Amen.